0: Welcome to Coffee with Phil where we have unfiltered, unscripted, and sometimes challenging or provocative conversations on what it means to be Zion people and our relationship with God and with each other. My name is Eugene and I have the great honor of sitting with our senior pastor, senior pastor of Zion, Phil Strong, and leading this series of conversations. Sometimes we Do you think sometimes we rush to get through the program, instead of actually just sitting and waiting on God and, and letting that letting that that time and that season of waiting get us get us ready to, God's always here. He's never away. It's us who has to bring ourselves into a an awareness of that ever present of God. But do you think we rush it?
1: Yeah, we do. You know, um, we say, "Well, I've got twelve minutes of my quiet time." I better, I better hurry <laughs> up. Remember the old
0: prayer clock? Yeah, five yeah, minutes here, yeah, five minutes there. That's, right, that's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, or we have, you know, the the run sheet on Sunday. We got two fast songs, and then we mm-hmm, do some chatting, mm-hmm. and then we do two slow yeah. songs where where we we call that worship, and then yeah. uh, we study God's word together. Um, overprogrammed it? You yeah, think? absolutely. You know, um, I think God's demonstrated time and time again through the scriptures that He's not a formula. Hmm. He's He, he, he established rituals in the beginning through the Jewish people um, to teach them patterns, but they made the pattern the idol rather than the focus of the pattern, mm. you know. Um, but nonetheless, the pattern was still good. Mm. It's called discipline. Mm. And we've done the same, you know. We rush this, we rush that. We're like, well, you know, the guy that was speaking today or the lady that was speaking didn't quite use the words I liked or I didn't like his story. So no, God didn't really speak to me because I put my filters on it. Mm. Um, you know. Uh imagine if some of our prayer time had no words. Well, isn't that
0: supposed to be waiting? Yeah. Listening. Yeah. Experiencing.
1: Yeah, but in the Western world we, we're scared of silence.
0: It comes back to that performance thing I was talking I about, so. doesn't
1: it? I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, See, I I grew up in, in a in a in a Pentecostal oriented church that um had a lot of noise. <laughs> In fact, when I was younger, I, I mistook anointing for noise. And so I, I was really anointed because I was really noisy. Yeah. So, But you, you move into where you actually just need to shut up, <laughs> excuse mm. the language, and just be quiet. Mm. Let God do what mm. God wants to do through that mm. quiet. And, and it's, it's in, in the quiet time, mm. in that small, still mm. voice, mm. that's what shifts that performance culture. I agree. Right? So... You made a comment um, uh, earlier on in a conversation you were having before about uh, a move, uh, making a move into freedom. And I want to kind of segue into that. Moving into freedom. Um, firstly, just give me an idea what you mean by that. When, when you say moving into freedom, moving from what?
1: Mm. Oh, wow. You open up a can of worms now. Which is good.
0: My mission has been complete. Well, it's been started.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving into freedom uh, is a phrase that implies a journey. It implies progression. So I will often talk about progressive freedom Mm -hmm. because I think we move from glory to glory and greater levels of freedom as we, I suppose, die further. Um, uh, Look, there is so much that i believe jesus purchased on the cross that we haven't yet seen uh well certainly not in my life i i I look at others and 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 aspire to what they experience and and hope and pray for that in my life and and in the life of those that i lead so moving into freedom is moving from a place of self-dependence into a place of self-denial, and it's a progressive curve. So by that I mean, uh, you know, we pray less of me, God, more of you. Freedom is about actually letting go of the control into God being in control. And through that we find freedom from pain, freedom from bondage, freedom from limitation, freedom from lack, because... The more we depend on God, the more he provides for us.
0: Okay, I want to break that down because I've, I've, we've heard this a lot. So letting go and letting God. How do you let go? What what do you actually do? So, to a person that's sitting there and, and they're, they're listening to us, And they say, I want to let go, but I don't know how to let go. Because the last time I let go, nothing happened, and I had to pick up a whole bunch of pieces, and I was worse off than I was before.
1: Yeah, they were worse off because you picked it up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How many people that would say that have waited 25 years for the answer? None. Because we, we put that, our time frame on oh Exactly. God.
0: That goes right against our understanding that if it doesn't happen in the microwave mentality, mm. you know, that yeah. uh, and I, I was having a chat with, uh, with Craig earlier that, you know, Moses was 40 years in the desert.
1: Mm. Abraham and Sarah were 25 years practicing yeah. on how to have a child. Yeah. Poor guy what was Paul, 13 years and and, and secret years that we don't really know what happened? We don't even know what that means, yeah. Mm. I was was chatting also about this this morning with a friend who popped in for a coffee and and we were, now we're in reflection, we were talking about waiting. Mm. And that's why I mentioned Abram and Sarah because I said to him in the context of my personal story and what I was speaking with him about, um, The magnitude of the promise is such that my effort is insufficient. Hmm. And that all I can do in the shadow of the promise is stand outside at night and look at the stars. Hmm. Hence Abraham. God took Abraham out of his tent. So you'd be the father of many nations. And he said, count the stars, and as many as these will be your descendants. And no matter how hard he tried, and the man probably had, had a good go at it, couldn't conceive, didn't yeah. conceive, and yet still believed the promise, yeah. and God yeah. credited it to him as righteousness. What's mm. my point. Mm. If you're standing in the shadow of a promise that has such a magnitude that you can't do it, your only option is to wait. Wait. And people that don't wait, I guess, don't have a big enough promise or they haven't learned that their efforts will always be insufficient. And how
0: much of that is just um, headstrong? It's prodigal son stuff, isn't it? Uh,
1: Yep, it is. Wisdom comes through experience. So um, if we, and I don't want to, but if we really needed to, uh, I could take off my clothes and show you the scars where I learned the lessons, where I got cut up, beat up, bruised and battered because I tried and uh and one time god said to me son if your success if your efforts had resulted in success you would have got the credit yeah and there's only one outcome that god's interested in us submitting to and that is where he wins he gets the glory but he wins for us
0: and time is not a real big factor with god he Uh, he, he he's got yeah 40 years
1: he, yeah, 40 years for Moses, preparing exactly. him yeah. for the assignment that yeah. Moses wasn't aware of. Yeah. Abram and Sarah, 25 yeah. years waiting, practicing, participating, mm. nonetheless seeing no uh, conception, and yet they believe the promise. You have been listening to Coffee
0: with Phil, where we have unfiltered, unscripted, and sometimes challenging and provocative conversations. Until next time, I'm Eugene. Thanks for joining us.